And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys had a terrific weekend. A great show for you today. I'm joined by my brother, Ian Howarth. Always a great time talking to Ian. Uh, and we had a lot to discuss, as always. Uh, President Biden's fits of rage uh, behind the scenes, um, reported by Axios. Uh, we discussed uh, how to navigate through the, the sea of grift that has infected the political right. Um, in recent years, uh, we talked about how journalists are simping for pedophiles again. Uh, shocking development there, and a bunch more. I think you guys will enjoy. Before we get to Ian, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. If you are an Apple user, please take a few seconds to leave us a five star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. If you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. Right, without further ado, the great Ian Howarth. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Ian Howarth. Ian, how you been, man? Good morning, Brady. I'm doing well. Um, I had the most horrendous week last week. I We had to leave our home because a storm took out our electricity. That was the day before 4th of July. And the day after 4th of July, I had that horrendous stomach bug that's going around. So, yeah, a great week for me. So I'm just enjoying keeping food down right now. So it's a good week. I mean, I'm sure you're not tired of winning yet. Hashtag winning. A ton to get to. This isn't the the most important story of the day, obviously, but uh, we have to start with this Axios piece from this morning. They they did a story about how Joe Biden is a mean old man behind the scenes. He screams at staff all the time and acts like a dictator, which shocking, I know, that an angry dictator who calls half the country enemies of the state and persecutes political opponents and shows complete disdain for anything good in the world uh, is also a bad guy in private. I know, I know that's shocking, but the best part, as always, my favorite part of any of these pieces is the press running cover for the regime. Anytime one of them steps out of line, like, like Axios did. And, and it's adorable, man. Mehdi Hassan this morning said, Joe Biden is just full of righteous anger. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, because he's just so mad at the Republicans who are bad. You know, it, it's really incredible, man. Biden, he's been the same crazy wicked angry monster for 50 years or more at this point i mean there, there's nothing new here yes yeah, i mean you've seen him do this in public though when he was on the campaign trail last time i think he went to um an auto production plant and he was speaking with a worker and he was screaming in his face like this is who biden is this is who he's always been he just seems to hide behind this uncle joe image that doesn't exist while also denying the existence of grandchildren and people just let him get away with it. I, I don't understand it, but this is exactly who he's always been. I, I'm amazed this is even surprising anyone. I know, like, everybody on the right has talked about, like, the Hunter Biden stuff and how they refuse to acknowledge his, his grandchild. And But it's like, man, sometimes I think about that. I'm like, how is that not a bigger deal? Like, I know there's a lot of terrible people, just despicable human beings on this planet that treat their family way better <laughs> than that. You know what I mean? Like, you're talking about his own flesh and blood and he refuses to acknowledge that she exists i mean what a i mean that's like some next level depravity you know that is that is truly wicked wicked behavior i mean there there are 
monsters, psychopaths out there that love their grandkids. You know, it is, it, it's so bizarre that people seem to be okay with that. Well, I think it's the, the classic thing of he, he loves whoever actually serves his purposes. I mean, just the fact that he can obviously hate his own grandchild, but still embrace Hunter Biden. It doesn't make, that's what confuses me. I think if he was ashamed of the behavior that led to the grandchild that he wants to deny, then maybe Hunter Biden shouldn't be doing lines of coke off the Oval Office floor and enjoying White House parties. You, yeah, you I, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, go. It's just, it's the constant thing of Hunter Biden's this wonderful, smartest guy he knows, blah, 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 not corrupt at all. But also, I'm going to deny that grandchild he had with a stripper because, God forbid, the image of the Bidens comes crashing down. I mean, they're an absolute debauched, horrendous family, all of them. I'm just I'm sick of the media covering for them. I think that's the real thing. If this was a Republican, he wouldn't be in office anymore. They wouldn't allow him to run. And it's just classic Democrats being Democrats. Yeah. And one more thing and then we'll move on. I I think, you know, a lot of people on the right have been talking about how just how brazen the Bidens are, how, you know, they're parading, parading Hunter Biden around at all these state dinners and stuff like that. Um and how they seem to just be mocking us, you know, laughing in our faces with all this. And I mean, that that's true. But I actually think I think Joe Biden would throw Hunter under the bus, his own son under the bus any day if it served him. I think I I have to think the only reason why Hunter is constantly with the president, you know, they said, oh, he was sleeping on a cot in Joe's room in Ireland. Right. I think that's probably true. And I think he's basically just taking care of Joe physically. I think he's just keeping his son there to because he just can't. He has no idea where he is, what he's doing. He doesn't, you know, he needs to be physically, you know, escorted around everywhere. And, you know, he just only trusts his, his family, you know what I mean, to do that. So, like, honestly, I think it's just like a practical, I don't even think it's it's the Bidens laughing in our faces. I think Joe just needs Hunter around all the time because he's just gone. His, his brain is completely mush. He has no idea what's happening on, on a daily basis. So I think it's more of like a practical matter than anything else. Also, Biden needs to keep, you know, his source of income close. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's far easier if you can just pass cash hand to hand than having to do it via Venmo and all those kind of pesky uh, money laundering things that these kind of people do. Um, but, yes, I agree with you that he would throw Hunter Biden under the bus in a second. I mean, he threw his entire religion under the bus going from anti-abortion to pro-abortion the second it was needed to to maintain power. This guy has no principles. I think he would throw his own grandmother under the bus if it got him a step further in an election. His grandmother probably died in like the 1820s, but I, I do I mean, see your point. He's so old. They might die <laughs> for all we know. The press spent the weekend slandering this new movie, uh, Sound of Freedom, which is about sex trafficking, child sex trafficking. And they're pulling out all the tricks. It's really funny. The, the, the press this weekend, you know, it, it's a right-wing extremist movie. It, it's QAnon. Which, which QAnon's funny. I, I think it's just the new Gamergate, you know? It's yeah. what journalists say when they can't think of anything else to say. And I don't think most journalists ever learned what QAnon or Gamergate means. <laughs> so they just kind of use them interchangeably, which is, which is always funny to me. But look, not, I'm not trying to sound like Alex Jones over here, buddy. But it's funny how they always seem to come down on the side of pedophiles. <laughs> like, if I didn't know any better, I could be forgiven if I maybe start seeing a pattern here. I can only think of one reason to oppose a movie trying to stop child sex trafficking. And that reason would be you're a pedophile or you're defending your pedophile friends. So I don't know. Am I missing something here? 
I think it's either, I think for some people it is that. I think for the vast majority though, they are so deep in the idea that the other side is crazy and wrong on every single level that they cannot see just how how dumb they are making themselves look. They will defend the indefensible to just further their own narrative. And so you can have something that I think that most of them haven't actually seen this movie. They haven't read about it. They just see QAnon, and so everyone else rewrites what someone else has written. That's the nature of media right now. The vast majority of things aren't actually original reporting or original insight. It's just the left and the right do this. One person will write an article, and everyone else will write an article based on that article. And so all about getting clicks, this movie is getting a lot of attention, so it's just a rush to react. So on the right, you have a lot of people celebrating it, and I think they should be celebrating it. It's an important issue that we should be shining as much light on as possible. And then you've got people on the other side saying, well, the conservatives like it, so we have to hate it. And it's just so ridiculous that we can't even just say, yep, child trafficking is bad and we should do something about it. Um, that's not to say that there aren't conspiracy theories that go too far and all that kind of stuff, but the fact that we can't even agree on basic principles like child sex trafficking is bad shows you just how people have lost their minds. They've just completely lost their minds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously the partisanship. But, and also, it's, you know, I'm not accusing, you know, Joe Blow, you know, 27 year old douchebag writer at Slate of diddling kids. You know, I'm not saying they're all a bunch of predators or anything, but Democrats and the press, they do, man, they get their marching orders from the top. And it's just the, the, the coordinated effort to slander this movie for like 72 straight hours. It's like, I don't know, man. It's just, it felt real gross. It really seems like some people mm-hmm. have an agenda here in the press. Yeah, I mean, wh- whatever contempt you have for for these people is is probably not enough. <laughs> probably not enough. Well, um, I think it, it, yeah, yeah. There's two levels of political um, issue here that I think a lot of people are ignoring. I think one is that sex trafficking and illegal immigration go hand in hand, and yes. so illegal immigration is incredibly important to them, and they simply don't want to talk about it. And also, um, the LGBTQ ABCDEFG crowd. Um, there's a fringe element of that that is embracing the idea that um, child consent law should not exist. I think there's a huge overlap with child abuse and areas of this community, not the general gay community or anything like that, but you've got a lot of people now pushing for the idea that adults and children are interchangeable. And so I think there's two almost golden issues for the left that they simply cannot touch. And so I think anything that comes even close to pulling off the golden veneer that these issues have for them, they will defend with everything they have. Because the moment you admit that, oh, maybe illegal immigration does have some downsides where children are being trafficked back across the uh, border and being raped as they go, then maybe we should control the border. Oh, no, we can't have that. Anything yeah. is going on. I, yeah, you're I right. They have to shut it down. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right on, on both points with immigration and the LGBT Batman single, symbol stuff. I mean, I mean, come on, man. They... They defended, the press defended a trans person who slaughtered a bunch of children in cold blood with an AR-15. And they wrote puff pieces about the, the trans murderer and defended the government refusing to release the manifesto. So they, they're clearly, there's no line there they won't cross to defend their ideology, the, the trans propaganda and all that. I mean, quite literally, a, a murderer using the, the, uh, the big bad monster, the AR-15, they would even defend that person. You know, but the the Christians had it coming, right? I mean, there, there's no line these people won't cross. You're absolutely right about that. I want to talk about what we've seen over the last 
I mean, the last five years or so, but but especially the last year to two years, the constant grifting on the right. But I want to start, before we really dive into it, we need to start with Vivek Ramaswamy. And I never liked this fella. Like, I, there was just some about him. I, I, I always thought something was off about this guy since he kind of, I, I didn't know who he was until, I don't know, March or April of, of this year. But clearly he he never wanted to be president. He's not running for president. He's running with ulterior motives. But this morning, <laughs> it's too good, man. This morning he announced that he's turning his presidential campaign into a pyramid scheme. <laughs> so it's pretty amazing stuff. He's offering donors commission um, for 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 getting more uh, donors. Um, so it's incredible, man. People are falling for it, but my goodness. I mean, it's just there's so much money to be made with with this grifting on the right right now, man, and so many people being taken advantage of. It's it's pathetic. Well, I think that's the thing. That's the thing I always try and focus on is the people being taken advantage of because there will always be people who try and target any situation, good or bad, to try and make a buck. That's just the nature of capitalism in a way, but the nature of human nature. The problem is, is, especially in our economic situation right now, there are a lot of good people out there who don't have a lot of money and really by no fault of their own because the economy has been flushed down the toilet. They've been forced to stay in their homes. Their businesses have been destroyed. Their cost of living has been sent through the roof. And there are a lot of people who are looking at this and saying, how can I help? Like, How can I, in, in a small way, try and address this? I don't have a platform. You know, I have to work... 50, 60, 70 hours a week to keep food on the table for my family. With the $20, $30 I have left out of my budget, what can I do to help? And then you see people like Vivek come along, like all of these political part, um, parties doing the same thing. Uh, all of these conservative media apparatuses selling you $50, $60 t-shirts. How can I help? Oh, you can sign up for my platform. You can become a donor for me. You can make 10, 10% commission on me. And they're just taking advantage of people's desperation of people's understandable desire to make change. And it's it's disgusting. They're the, the people they're supposed to be serving, they are draining of funds. I think it's just despicable, honestly, just despicable. And it's not even a real campaign. I mean, it would be awful if the Trump campaign or the DeSantis campaign or the Biden campaign did this, but at least, like, they're running campaigns for president. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's like you're scamming these people out of their hard-earned money for nothing. I mean, just so you can write another book? Just so you can try to beg your way into Trump's cabinet, which isn't going to happen because Trump can't win. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, they, come on. It's it's not even a real campaign. My goodness. Yeah, it's a PR campaign. And the thing, and a lot of people are, are making fun of Ramaswamy about this this morning, justifiably so. Um, he deserves the ridicule. But in fairness to him, he's just reacting to the market, man. He, he's just reacting. And, and the right has devolved into a bunch of grifters scamming their supporters. He's just a small symptom of a much, much deeper problem. And I think we're going to have a lot of rough years ahead, man. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think Republicans are going to win an election for a very long time. I, 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 I don't know. There's just too much money to be made by losing. Yes. There's just too much money to be made by the losers. The losers have profited too much. And that's why I oppose the Trump campaign, because Team MAGA does not care. They clearly do not care about winning elections. It's been seven years since Trump has won anything. He lost in 18, lost in 20, lost in 22. I mean, it's he's on a losing streak, fellas. But it doesn't matter. Trump helps all these people's brands. He helps their podcasts. It makes a lot of grifters famous. And that's all that matters to these people. It's their meal ticket. They don't care about winning or losing. 
I agree completely. And it's also got to remember that losing is so much easier than winning. Like winning comes with having to make sacrifices. It comes with having to make compromise. It wins with having to be somewhat introspective and think, what did we do wrong last time? But instead, it's much easier just to sit there and complain about having something stolen from you and do the same thing over and over. And I, I think what I find very interesting about Trump is that when you see people celebrate him for what he's good at, because make no mistake, he's very good at a lot of things. He's excellent as an entertainer, as a media figure. That's what he is. That's what he really became famous for. But that's not what the president is. And so you've got him doing his media thing and people love him for that, like him showing up at a UFC fight and everyone losing their minds. Yeah, that's great if you're a media figure, but that's yeah. all he does now. That might make a lot of people money. It gets a lot of clicks. It it fuels this kind of celebrity obsession the right has now, even though I thought we hated celebrities. But there's not a single thing that he is doing to address the reasons why he lost. No. And so you can keep spinning up this look at the size of the crowd. It's like, yeah, I know he has fans. The, the country has hundreds of millions of people in it. Most people have a decent group of fans. If, if you're in American life, if you're a public figure, if you collected everyone who likes you, for example, or me, you can make anyone look like they have an absolute ton of fans if you get them all in a room. But that doesn't mean anything if you're actually competing against someone else. Yeah. And and so it's just this media obsession that I think everyone's looking at the world through the wrong lens right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. And I, I've been I've been wondering if I should even bring this up, but I'm but I'm going to. And I'm, and I'm not going to name names, obviously. I would never do that. I would never call out my friends publicly, ever. So you guys in the comments, don't even ask. Not going to work. <laughs> but um, I, I got to tell you guys, I know a lot of people on the right, a lot of writers, podcasters, influencers that know exactly what's going on. They know exactly what time it is. They don't like Trump. They know he lost in 2020. They know he's going to lose again in 2024. They know DeSantis can actually win and is better on basically every single issue. But supporting Trump makes a lot of people a lot of money. I mean, guys, you're never going to see him because I'm not like that. But I, you should see the DMs. You should see the text messages. A lot, a lot of these people promoting Trump do not believe a word of it. They don't believe a word of it. But supporting Trump makes them a lot of money. It gets them a lot of clicks, gets them a lot of followers, gets them a lot of advertisers, gets them a lot of writing jobs. It's simply too profitable to lie for Trump right now. And, mm -hmm. like, I get it, man. I don't have a lot of money. I just had a daughter, you know, like, their baby. I don't know if you knew this. Babies are pretty expensive. You know, like, it's tempting, but I'm not going to lie, man. I'm not lying for Trump. I'm not lying for anyone. I don't care if I make less money. I respect the audience enough to tell them the truth. And a lot of people do not. A lot yeah. of people do not respect you. People you have heard of. People who have been on this show. Friends of mine. It pays to lie for Trump. It pays to be a chump for Trump right now. And a lot of people have responded to, the, to that incentive. And dude, I get it, man. We're in a freaking recession. It's tough. It's tough out there. And it's always been tough to make a living in, in the world of politics, man. I, I get that. I understand that better than anybody. And a lot of people have responded to these perverse incentives right now. And I just, I, I need people to understand a lot, a lot of the support for Trump is not real, man. It is just not real. It's astroturfed and it's all based on profitability. It's about taking the path of least resistance and stacking cash when you can. That's all it's yeah. about. I also think there needs to be a return of critical thinking to just the consumer. Because when someone is telling you exactly what you want to hear, your spidey sense should be tingling. It doesn't matter whether you're a DeSantis fan, Trump fan. Whenever someone tells you exactly what you want to hear, but without really any actual evidence, it's just a tweet and you, you just embrace them without thought. 
that breeds an environment in which people are rewarded for simply just serving this base desire to be right. And when you see this new wave of influencers, you get this with a lot with young influencers, for example, especially the people who have changed their mind. You'll have these people who have been, oh, I was a BLM activist, and then I saw one video by one conservative, and it changed my entire political philosophy. It's like, isn't it, right. <laughs> right. Isn't it interesting how the second you realize you could make money from the other side, your entire philosophy changed? Yeah. But yeah. it's not their fault. They're just trying to play the game. It's the people's fault who click on them, who give them this attention. If you think your entire political philosophy can be changed by one video, you're either dumb or you didn't really have any um, principles in the first place. If you've actually thought about any of these issues deeply, you cannot have your mind changed by a two-minute video. It is not possible. No. What they're doing is they have identified a gap in the market where people are desperate to be told something that they already think, and people are just filling that need. Yeah. No, that's absolutely right. And a lot of it, too— um, not, not on like the, the grifter side, just the, the people that support these people. Um, it, like, it's not malicious. Like a, a lot of, it, it's just, it's like this team sport behavior. The only problem is, is that this is not a game, right? Like on the Democrat yeah. side, like Democrats love the FBI. They loved being locked in their homes by Anthony Fauci. They, they worship a government that hates them and continually takes away their God given rights. Why? Because they get to be in the club. You know, if you're a Democrat online, you get constant praise from social media. You know, like I know conservatives, people who were conservatives their whole lives, who over the last handful of years have become leftists just because they were tired of being ridiculed and attacked online. And it's easier to just be a Democrat and get praise anytime you post on Facebook or Twitter, you know. And the whole MAGA Inc. thing is becoming the same thing. It's the, it's the mirror image of the left. People would rather lose and be in a club than win and be free, right? Actually beat the Democrats and actually free the American people. And I get it. It's fun to be in an in-group, right? Like, it's fun to just agree with everybody, have everybody slapping you on the back. But it's not real. Like, you're not accomplishing anything. You know, you're just playing a game. You're playing a game that makes you feel better. And let me tell you, I'm, I'm not—I don't play games. You know, like, I'm a grown-up, right? Like, no more games. Like, Biden just sent— Thousands of cluster bombs to Ukraine, okay? Hundreds, maybe thousands of innocent children will die as a result because these bombs have a 6% failure rate, meaning these these hundreds of projectiles in each cluster bomb, 6% of those projectiles don't, you know, they fail. And so you have active, unexploded projectiles all over the place for some kid to pick up and, and be ripped to shreds, right? If we were to win in 2020, this wouldn't be happening. You know, we, we probably say you know, there would have probably been a war still in, in, in Ukraine, but we wouldn't be sending cluster bombs, right? We would have saved, I don't know, I'll call it a few thousand lives of innocent Ukrainian and Russian children. Innocent children. This is not a game. In, in Michigan, they just passed a law that they're going to try to lock people in prison for 10 years for misgendering someone, right? This wouldn't be happening if, if Republicans didn't view everything as a game and actually tried to beat Democrats, right? Tudor Dixon, the Republican nominee for governor in Michigan last year. If she could just, if she would stop talking about 2020 and how great Trump is and how Trump should be on Mount Rushmore and how he really won in 2020, which is not true. If she wouldn't, if she could just shut up about this nonsense and maybe just talk about how evil Gretchen Whitmer is and how she killed a bunch of elderly people in nursing homes and told you you're not allowed to grow vegetables to feed your family. Maybe focus on that stuff. Mm -hmm. But she couldn't. She couldn't. Because she's a grifter, and she was playing a game, and she would rather get on Trump's good to, good side and, you know, get pats on the back online and all that and talk about 2020 and stolen elections and Linwood and Dominion and everything else. 
And now people are going to be raped in prison. Republicans are going to be raped in prison because they called Steve Steve instead of Sonia, right? People are going to commit suicide because they lose their livelihoods. You know, children will grow up fatherless. And that wouldn't have happened if Tudor Dixon and her supporters in the MAGA movement didn't treat electoral politics like a game. It's not a game. When you lose to Democrats, people die. We're sending, we're committing war crimes by sending cluster bombs to Ukraine. Those bombs will slaughter children. This is not a game. Okay, like if you're so rich and you're so insulated in your own little bubble that elections don't matter to you, God bless you. That's awesome. I wish I had the wealth that I was insulated from the effects of elections. I truly do. But this shit matters, man. It's not a game. We, we're, the, the entire political right is led by a movement that thinks they're playing a game, and the Democrats think, rightfully, that they are at war. Which side do you think is going to win? Yeah. Well, also, no one is truly insulated. It's just you have a layer of insulation that eventually runs out. Yes. And so it doesn't really matter— how long, as long as you've got enough time to wait, something bad will happen. I also think this is a, a kind of a fault of an overpivot to the culture war. I think the culture war is massively important. I think the fact that, for example, the trans issue is one of the most important issues if you actually care about the people it's affecting. The problem is there's so many people who have just embraced the culture war on a very, very shallow label level. So they love to just throw out, oh, look at this person waving a trans flag. And they'll make a video about that. They're not talking about policy. They're not talking about the people this is actually affecting. They're not talking about the children who are having surgeries forced upon them by crazy parents. It's all about just getting those clicks. Yeah. And I think that's a problem, too, is that either you think people think this is a game or they think that doing such a shallow, lazy nod towards these issues is enough. And it's not. We need to be focusing on these issues, but actually saying, what is the problem? And what can we do to actually solve it rather than, oh, my God, look, this person has a has an LGBTQ flag. Let me make a video where I make a funny face. It's like that's just not enough. The Democrats are not playing that game. There's a lot of people would rather get a million clicks on a YouTube video than than actually do something about the problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, how you actually fight the culture war is you win and then you pass a law banning the, the mutilation of genitals in, in children. Right. That's what they did in Florida. That's what DeSantis did. He won an election by 20 points, and then he banned transition surgeries, and he passed constitutional carry, and he passed the heartbeat bill. Those three laws alone, how many lives will be saved? Yep. How many lives will be saved because you're allowed to carry a gun and can stop somebody who wants to kill you? How many lives will be saved because they don't let these prepubescent children's lives be ruined? You're preventing these kids from killing themselves when they hit 19 or 20. I mean, obviously, abortion. I mean, it goes without saying. Yeah. You know, you can't get an abortion past, you know, six, eight weeks, something like that in Florida. I mean, you're talking tens of thousands of lives a year saved. You're saving people's lives. Like, these, a lot of these issues, man, it is life and death. It's not about the clicks. It's not about the YouTube videos. It's not about being in the club, man. At a certain point, you have to win. You have to take this seriously. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you can do elements of both. You know, you, you can have a business that is successful in the influencer world but you should be influencing in <laughs> in pursuit of an actual goal instead of just the pursuit of the goal which is to further your own brand at any cost yeah i think that's that's the issue for me in a lot of ways is that these people don't really care it's just they, they would happily be an actor on the left if they could get away with it 
you know, there are so many people, a lot of influencers, for example, try to be actors once, failed, and so they'll do this instead. If they wanted to, they would do something else. There's just a lot of people who have found success doing this, and so they'll do this. We need to be elevating people who are doing this because this is what they want to do, and often doing it at some cost. Like, I made so much more money, Brady, doing tech before this. Yeah. Like, my life was so much less stressful. I didn't get abused online every single day. I didn't have threats sent my way. But I believe that I'm doing something good. Like, I'm trying to change things in a very small way. I'm not doing this because it's profitable. But there are so many people that I'm unfortunately competing with, because that's what it comes down to sometimes, who truly are only in it for the money. And if they could make more money pushing Joe Biden, they would. Yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and I mean, I I lost a lot of listeners over the last couple of years on this show, um, because I, I mean, like I, I saw the road we're on now, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I saw it coming a mile away, and I'm like, oh boy, guys, like we got to get out ahead of this because this is not going to work, this is just not going to work, and a lot of people got real mad at me, but I don't care, I don't care, I don't care what any of you people think about me, <laughs> I truly don't, you know, it's it. Yeah, man, like I get it. I, I get there's a lot of money to be made, but I don't want that kind of money. I don't want that blood money, brother. I do not, I will never contribute to the right losing elections to make money. It's just yeah. gross. Like I'm just going to, and I, I know I can speak for you on this as well. Like I'm just going to tell the truth, call it how I see it, and let the chips fall where they may, man. I'm, I'm trying to tune out all the grifters, all this ridiculous nonsense on the right, man. It's like, half the time on Twitter, it seems like it's all you see, you know what I mean? And it's just. I, I just I gotta ignore it, and I, I I encourage everybody back home just ignore these people, man. Ignore the professional losers. You know, if if you wanna if you need more content, find people who tell you the truth, even if it's something you don't want to hear. Don't tell the people to just stroke your ego and and make you feel like you're part of the the cool kids table. You know what I mean? Like that's and like you said, you mentioned a few minutes ago too. It's like red flags should be going off if like everything someone says just makes you feel good about yourself. <laughs> you know, like. If some pundit's like, oh, yeah, man, Trump's going to smoke Joe Biden. He's so popular. Look at the crowd size. It's, oh, my yep. God. It's like, guys, he's, he's pulling at like 31. He's like a 31% approval rating. Like it's, it's just not going to, you know, he's pulling in like the 20s among independents. Like, it's just not, it's yep. not real, man. It's not real. What you're seeing is not real. It's just propaganda. And I'm just, I, I'm completely unwilling to participate in any kind of propaganda. You know, it's just, I don't know, man. I'm just going to keep doing my thing. And... Y'all can yell at me if you want, but I I, I don't play the games. I mean, the, the time for, for games are over. I mean, look around you. Look at the economy. Look at the wars. I mean, it, elections have consequences, man. If, if the right took elections one-tenth as serious as Democrats do, we'd win a heck of a lot more. These people truly believe. Democrats truly believe that every election is the most important election of their lifetime. A lot of times they're wrong, because that's not possible. That's not how elections work. Not everything is the most important thing ever, you know? Mm-hmm. But I know that nobody on the right believes that. Nobody. Donald Trump, least of which. I mean, he was asked, I forget who was interviewing him last week. You know, he's like, okay, so you think the election was stolen for you from you? You think it was the voting machines, and you know, Joe Biden really didn't get all these votes and everything else, so what are you going to do to change it the next time around? He's like, well, you know, we don't need ballot harvesting or anything like that. We're just gonna win. We're just yeah. gonna we're just gonna win again. What? That doesn't that doesn't even make sense. Like you lost by five million votes. Like how are you gonna make that up? And he's like, well, by winning. What? Like that? But but how? By winning. It's like guys, this is not 
these are not serious people. That's not a serious answer. That's not a strategy. That's just cope. You know, that's just stroking the egos of his supporters. I mean, it's as we send cluster bombs to Ukraine and they lock people up for for misgendering trannies. You know what I mean? Like it's guys, the elections have consequences, people. Truly unbelievable the way you can have someone, whether you think it was stolen or not, what are you going to do differently so that it's not stolen again? The answer is nothing. You are not dealing with a serious person. You can believe the election was stolen. Okay, what do we do to stop it from being stolen? They don't have any answers because the goal is not to win the election. The goal is to fuel the brand, to make a lot of people a lot of money, because Trump's an old man too. Like this is this is not going to last all that longer. This all starts and ends with Trump. Like once Trump kind of leaves the public light, there's going to be a lot of people who suddenly are without a home, and you're going to see them suddenly pivot to DeSantis being the best ever. And I think MAGA is going to try and kind of relatch on to a different character, and that may or may not work with probably disastrous results for DeSantis, but wake up to these people. They do not care about you. Once Trump dies, they'll try to latch on to somebody like Carrie Lake or somebody like that. <laughs> like somebody who's just, just like a professional loser who's never won anything, you know? It's going to get ugly, man. I know, but like, man, I know guys in their 20s, guys that you, people that you all know, people that you've heard of, like writers and podcasters who are younger than me in their 20s who are just, have completely super glued themselves and their own careers to Trump. It's like, dude, Trump is 80. <laughs> like, Trump is 80. He has 55 years on you. Like, what What are you doing? Like, he's not, like, one, he's not going to win. And two, he's not going to be around. I mean, he's like, well, like, I mean, I hope he lives to 120. Like, I don't, I don't hate him as a human being. I hope he lives a long, long time. But, like, my, my goodness, he's one way or the other completely, I mean, he this is his last election. And he's going to lose if he's the nominee. And then he's not going to be politically relevant ever again. So it's like the, these people, it's just short side. I mean, even just from a business standpoint, it's like, dude, why would you just gorilla glue your face to Trump's ass now when he's 80 years old? It's like it's such a bizarre strategy, man. You're going to make yourself unemployable <laughs> going forward. You know, it's like even even like I, I get it's a grift, but it's not even a smart grift. It's like, my goodness. It's just all about the now. Make money now. Worry about it tomorrow. Yeah, man. Because they keep getting forgiven. Yeah. Yep. Great. <laughs> As always, let me just wrap this up by saying I hope I'm wrong. You know? <laughs> it's weird how you're not. I hope all these people, you know, learn and get smarter and run better campaigns and actually care about winning and beating Democrats. But I just, uh, don't hold your breath. Ian, my brother, thanks for doing this, man. Where can everybody uh, follow you, read your stuff, check out your show, all that good stuff? Yeah, thanks as always for having me. Uh, you can follow me on all social media, I-G-H-A-W-O-R-T-H. Uh, you can find links to my Washington Examiner column, my Substack, all the good stuff on there. Everybody follow Ian. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Thank you.